Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Um, before we get into some NFL Week 10, thoughts? Sincere thoughts to anyone who's in the crypto space who's going through a tough couple of days. Um, I lost money in FTX almost certainly, or maybe I'll get made whole in five years. Who knows? Um, but this was um, this was a wild one. Mount Gox times two. Yeah, this is probably going to go down as one of the larger financial scams, Ponzi's losses for investment of all time. I was going to say there'll be whole podcasts on this. There already are. Like if you, if you need catch up, hit us up and if you want yeah. any recommendations on articles or podcasts to listen to. But you saw the news know. that Michael Lewis has been with the, the FTX guys for like a year in change writing a book about them. Yeah. So the, now I think my favorite be, part this of this is the, going to be a very much a movie, I would guess. The NFL tie-in is going to be the fact that Brady may, and we don't know if this is true, but Brady may have had a lot of money <clears throat> oh, to FTX. Um, so I'm sure, here's his, my, I'm sure his focus is very much on the Seattle Seahawks that, and this, is, this week. This, oh, this is yeah. where I'm at, Drew. No, this is where I'm at. I think so it's a real thing. I don't thing. think the divorce yeah. had anything to do with football. I think they already knew this was coming weeks ago. And Brady and Giselle's like, you lost all of your money. In, in this stupid crypto thing, Tom. And she's like, I'm leaving you and to go model more. And he's like, I I don't know what to do. I don't eat strawberries. <laughs> so well he has the three hundred million dollar thing with Fox, so he could have just done that. He'll be okay. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be all right. But still it's uh the yes, the 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 echoes into the world of football are pretty amazing. Uh, year over year, crypto down from 69k to who knows where the bottom is. Um, yeah, this is a this is a tough time. And if you work in the space, if you kind of specifically like, I, I guess that's who I feel the worst for. Besides just people who have like lost their life savings now, um, people who kind of have kind of devoted careers to developing in the crypto space. You know, they went they left the job at Facebook, whatever. Although. Your job at Facebook was, you know, developing legs for people in Meta. <laughs> you got fired. You're getting fired anyway. Um, but uh, you know, just there's a probably you know, there's a lot of people that have devoted their lives to, you know, developing things in the cryptocurrency space. And even if this is just a bump in the road, certainly the future of that space now is going to be, you know, kind of marred with. It's going to be. It's just. It's not. It's not the free. The free financial you know, future that they were promised in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be heavily regulated now. This will kind of hang over everything, I think, for a long time. Um, so kind of a bummer uh, of a day. And, um, you know, hopefully if any of you guys are heavy-duty liquidity traders, you got your coins in your pocket because, you know, the old saying, if uh, if they're not your keys, they're not your coins. Um, you use FTX quite a bit, but I uh, luckily keep nothing there Everything yeah that's kind of been storage, there most since so, the bear market right um so i, I had to go look because sometimes i just keep like swings in there and i'm like i have nothing okay good like 14 cents in there or something yeah they could have my desk but yeah it is week uh it, on, on on a happier note it is week 10 
and I guess right back to a depressing note, the week does start with a Thursday night football game between the <laughs> Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Drew asked, where is the bottom? We're going to explore that right off the bat with this one. Oh, uh, boy, boy, boy. boy. Um, and this was a game that we had a couple weeks ago and was essentially for the lead in the division. And as we sit right now, the Falcons still aren't that far out of things. And, yeah, we are halfway point regular season. We're through, you know, nine weeks. We have 18 weeks technically. So this is our halfway point. Oh, as uh, the Poet Laureate of New Jersey said, we, uh, oh, oh, we're halfway there. So <laughs> Bon Jovi. And it is, as Dan was talking to me before the game a little, it is supposed oh, oh. to be nasty in Charlotte. Yeah, it looks gross. So we're having bears weather in Panther. Well, who's that bear? What's that bear doing? <laughs> that guy's not even there anymore. But, um, do you any any thoughts on betting this one? Because I feel like I'm going to do first touchdown score or halftime, and that's it. I went back and forth. I'll let I'll let you talk first. I had I had a little bit of an internal drama with myself that lasted all of ten minutes, and I said, "Why am I? I have eight other bets. I don't need to bet this game." Well, we got back on the right side for our primetime halftime play, so I'm going to just very carefully follow and grind the halftime angle for us so that we can keep that keep that uh, momentum that we've got going now. Um, I don't have an opinion on the first on the uh, pregame flop here. We are looking at a two and a half that is juicy at some spots, flat at bookmaker. Total is down in the 42 and a half range. Um, just kind of commenting on the vaults, you know, the uh, sort of the market movement here. Um, we had a three at one point, a flat three at one point. So Panthers money showed up. Uh, I saw a couple of positive news tidbits trickle in from the Panthers defense. Um, now, you know, Atlanta had absolutely no problem gaining yards and in, in, you know, in typical Atlanta fashion last time these two teams played. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to be different this time. Um Total down from 44 and a half to 42 and a half, I think largely speaks to some of the good news on the defensive player availability as well as the weather impact. Although, you know, 30 mile an hour winds, we'll see. I mean, that sounds like maybe like peak gusts, maybe. I don't think. You know who doesn't give a shit about 30 mile an hour winds? PJ Walker. No, well, PJ oh. Walker too, but the Atlanta Falcons who just have like four <laughs> running backs are going to cycle through. One of them. Is disguised as a quarterback. Even he, uh, he'll take some direct snaps. There's going to be a bunch of direct snap plays to the the uh, running back who's technically a quarterback. And I looked at this and I said, if I look at my numbers, the Falcons' offense can actually move. We've seen some things work on the ground. Um, I, you know, I, I'd look at a two and a half here, and then I said, Andy, you don't, you don't bet road favorites when it's a bad team, an overall bad team with a real rough defense. So I said, well, you know, if it were a three division game, home dog, nasty weather, horrible secondary for the Falcons. It's like, Andy, I think, I think we're probably done betting the Panthers too. Like, unless I can get some real big numbers again. So there was, there was small cases for both sides and stronger cases to not bet both sides. So I left it alone. Yeah, there is, I mean, this is, Falcons are past in my mind, even at two and a half, um, probably going to be a bigger Mayfield game. I mean, PJ Walker, you've done well in relief, but, you know, I think Mayfield probably played well enough in garbage time to get the start here. You have a read on that? I, I think they're starting Walker. Oh, you do? Yeah. I thought oh, that I was, was going to guess Mayfield was the guy. 
Oh, they Walker is going to start. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, well then I'm off. <laughs> I'll be watching. Um, yeah, no real, no real solid read on me on this one. Um, I want to answer Brent's question. How much does the crypto fiasco impact the betting market? It's there's a realistic correlation because without Bitcoin as a utility, getting on and off offshore books is a problem. Also, at the highest levels, doing peer-to-peer matching for people in the gambling community. Settlement via Bitcoin is the only way you can really... You you can't settle over five figures peer-to-peer without it. I'd like to interject. Bitcoin didn't go anywhere. Like It's going to be fine. No, but... So, it, it is going to probably this is good. I think it's overall good for people who use it for those purposes to learn the same lessons that everybody learned in the normal financial, you know, markets years and years and years ago as things like this happened and houses collapsed and we've had financial crises for hundreds of years. Like this is the same thing repeating itself in a different way. Um and I mean you're right. Like it's such a beautiful utility for I mean, I haven't taken a withdrawal from a sports book in. I can't think of the last time I, I took it that wasn't in Bitcoin. It's years. Uh, we're talking like, like just, 2016, probably. Yeah, 15? I'd say at least five years. Wall, yeah, at least five. As soon as you found out how quick it was, it's like, well, why would I? Why would yeah, I wait years. for a check six, or wait no, six for a years. wire? Yeah. And then also, a lot of it just comes down to. I got the shit kicked out of me at Bookmaker all for two weeks, and I can't lose a bet at Bet Online. So now I'm taking withdrawal <laughs> simply just, just to balance it. Balancing so I have your money books. in this yeah. book. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, on the other hand, too, like, and because uh, I hate it, I had to, I had to preface it with that so I didn't sound like uh, all these deposits I'm making because I'm, you know, I'm such a degen. But I, I do make all the deposits like that, and yeah. obviously in Bitcoin too. So the utility can't be denied, and I think it'll be fine. I just hopefully people learn that. Yeah, not your keys, not your coins. Well, yeah, don't but leave, still, don't leave shit in exchanges. I mean, the the big question is: is are we at or near the bottom? And if we're not, then liquidity becomes a big, big issue for our, a lot of our offshore friends, a lot of our market making friends, some of us on this podcast <laughs> become. You know, we don't. I don't want my liquidity pinched. No way. Um, so yeah, I think that that's kind of where I'm more at with uh, you know, and 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 as irresponsible as it may sound, like one of the best ways to protect yourself is, you know, if you would form price volatility is to have that basically in us dollars in a book, you know, in a, in a, you know, in a book account. Now that you got to be cognizant of how much you're willing to leave in there for how long, but. um, And this is, this is a good point too, is does this help legal books as people get scared to use overseas offshore? I think that we're going to have the same conversation in like two years when like, one of the there's some you know we can have a black friday situation with the offshores where people have a bunch of money tied up and they can't get it out or something i i often worry about that i worry about that that all the time that's the answer to that you can't keep massive amounts in your offshores either that's why having a cold storage wallet feels so good surely surely um yeah i mean just a fresh re a fresh kind of thought on Counterparty risk is is worthwhile for everyone at this point, I think, because yeah. you know this has contagion to Wall Street. This has contagion to a lot of other, you know, a lot of other things. So, um, yeah, uh, not great, Bob. On that note, 
Tom Sunday. Brady. Tom Brady took a haircut this week. Probably the biggest haircut of any athlete going. <laughs> at <guess>. least, <laughs> but at least his flight was paid for by the team. He didn't have to dole out any money to fly to Germany. Uh Oh man, Baker Mayfield talking chat. shit. Holy shit! Do you think um, it's the same guy? It's just it's no. No, I don't. I think this is Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker. For whatever reason, they're super into the gaming space, the gambling space. Um, Watch out! Yeah, we've seen that in your own division. We've seen own, that, yeah, uh, bit yeah. of a problem. But um, and <laughs> again, staying inside that same division, the Buccaneers got to win. If you give, um, you know, it's like the carnival game where uh, you pick the ducks. Everyone's a winner. Give someone enough tries, they're going to pick a duck with a prize at the bottom of it. Tom Brady. Hasn't looked good in a month. But you give him 13 shots at the end zone to win a game, one of them's going to come through. And, you know, you need to have a little more offense. Mm-hmm. You need to have a little more offense to keep him from getting the ball the second time. I really want to put more blame on the Rams than give credit to the Buccaneers. But at the same time, they got the win. Um, they pushed themselves to uh, a division-leading record. They can further push that with a win here on a neutral site at a Lions field in beautiful Bavaria. And as we talked about on uh, on Sunday, we're probably we were probably just going to bet the Seahawks, and I did bet the Seahawks. There was a plus one thirty on Bookmaker on Monday. Yeah, um, I'm riding the horse that's been brought me, and I don't know how you've adjusted your overall defensive rankings for the Seahawks. But as I mentioned Sunday too, like that's probably surprised me more than Gino being good. Mm-hmm. Like the fact is how rough this defense was, how porous it was all last year. Yeah. And without that many additions, how good it's become. And it's not a great defense. Yeah. But this being a middle of the pack defense was an outlier event, honestly. Yeah. Since the Detroit game, um, which is like a five or six week sample. Or definitely over the last four weeks, they're they've been the number two defense in EPA per play. So that's a quarter of the season now. You have evidence that this these guys are for real. Uh, two of those games were against Kyler Murray. One of those games against Daniel Jones. I mean, I still think that realistically, the Seahawks team. You know, the, the funny thing about the Seahawks, they're still market rated like they're nothing. Neutral right. field. Three that's point dogs, two and a half point issue. dogs. Like, why? Yeah. That's the question for this game. Like, the, we bet this. We're betting the Seahawks. We think this number's silly. This should be a pick 'em. It's on a neutral. All right, we're done with that. Here's the question for the game, Drew. Why does the market not want to adjust the Seahawks up enough? And why do they not? Maybe. And am I am I wrong in asking that question? Is it why haven't they adjusted the Buccaneers down enough? It's a great question. A little little column A, little column B. I don't understand what's going on here. I mean, I bet I bet the Seahawks again this week. This is going to be like the sixth consecutive week. Um, and this literally could just be the Seahawks are holding the NFC Championship trophy, and people are like, "I think C- Seattle might be good." <laughs> like, like, it's going to take that to really kind of earn the respect, apparently, um, because even in a year when like you can't say with the straight face that anyone has been that good, um, the Seahawks have been. They've been performing. Uh, it doesn't mean that it will continue in perpetuity, but um, there was a moment in the game with Seattle last week where Geno Smith threw a pick six. And if you are been a Seahawks faithful 
with us you got a little bit of a chill like it uh-oh. felt bad like oh no that, like, like somebody just pulled the king of diamonds out of yeah, your house cards yeah like oh now we unwind like how does he bounce back from this well he, he bounced back incredibly effectively yeah. it was like oh yeah no actually no not yeah, not, not an issue Hulk, at all like it pissed him off more than yeah exactly just, like they, they, they uh, yeah yeah, it was it was fantastic to see it, and uh, it gave me a little bit more, you know, kind of courage to just be like, you know, this is real. This is not, uh, you know, a, a short term deal. And I forget who I talked to about this. It might have been us on Sunday, but like, this is un- this is unusual territory for me. There's almost never a season goes through where it's just every week we're banging the drum for the same team. And we're never fine. You know, it, it's never a matter of, oh, now's the pivot point. No, now I mean, we, we pivot all never, the time. We, ne- we ne- yes, we never. On and against never, the Cardinals. Never. Like six different times. We, we go back and forth with a lot of teams. Yeah. And as someone's pointing out here, the, the draft picks. Yes. Like not only the fact that you found good draft picks, but so often it's hard for you to p- find secondary pieces that – contribute right away there's so many secondary pieces like hey this guy's good well it's year three yeah remember how bad he was as a rookie but like to be able to do that twice in the same draft like with with bryant and woolen the fact that they're both contributing and then also you know drafting some edge rushers drafting a running back this honestly at the end of the year and i don't care if they take some steps back and they finish like eight and nine if this starts to fall apart a little and this team doesn't end up being like this great team that makes a run in the playoffs or, you know, really competes for a division, I don't even give a shit. This draft probably trumps that Saints draft. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It is. It's sick to draft two corners that, that start and play. Like, that's so hard to nail right away. The fact is, like, uh, I'm I'm kind of excited for them long term. Yeah, I am too. And um I mean, there's been even other like, good, exciting young players like Daryl Taylor who haven't even played. <laughs> He's been out, sit hurt. Uh, it hasn't mattered. Um, yeah, I mean, and Geno Smith is making less than uh, some backup quarterbacks. Like he's on a one-year deal; he's going to have to renegotiate, yeah. obviously. But like that, you know, they still they still probably have a little leverage. They they have a good cap situation for sure. The NFC West is so <clears throat> interesting every fucking yeah. year. Okay, so here's thoughts about this game then. Um, they match up well with against the Bucks. This is a balanced offense. The Bucks defense has, you know, you can score on these guys. They certainly uh, have not been the same in the pass rush without Shaq Barrett. They certainly, uh, you know, have some pieces in the secondary that I'm excited to try to attack. Shane Waldron is, um, you know, former Rams guy who had all of the answers for Todd Bowles' defense. Not last year, week, obviously Shane Waldron wasn't with the Rams last year, but the, you know, the previous year, he's, he's kind of always had a good gauge on how to attack this type of defense in my opinion um and i think that you know that assuming that you get over the time zone issue then seattle wins this game they should be favored that's the kind of the key the crux of the question well two there's two two angles here does seattle come out flat because they are basically going to be kicking off at what amounts to 6 a.m 6 30 a.m their time Is that is that impact their performance at all? Uh, as far as I know, they've given themselves a decent enough time to adjust in terms of traveling to Munich. Uh, no real advantage from what I've seen between them and the Bucks. Um, but 
Brady being potentially distracted by everything that's going on outside of the world of football is still very real in my mind. I think there is a decent chance that uh, you're not getting peak Brady in this game. Um, I mean, you haven't seen peak Brady all year, but the idea that even his best of this year shows up in this game, I take take exception to. So, um, yeah, wrong team favored. Uh, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I've had a few different friends get divorced. And this is, again, small sample size for me, but it doesn't seem to be a middle ground. You either have guy who is absolutely torn up. His life is over. He can't believe this relationship has ended. He knew her since high school and he's just depressed. Or I am finally free. He's at the bar banging anything with a pulse and drinking <laughs> till three in the morning for like two straight months. Like those are those are the two scenarios that I've seen after a divorce. So um, either way distracting those seem like <laughs> both ways to be distracted I, mean, I granted i know he takes football seriously but uh yeah the ftx thing and the divorce and just stinking he hasn't stunk like this for a while yeah it's uh it's got to be distracting so we'll, we'll see but either way just straight power numbers straight matchup the missing pieces akeem hicks might throw a little fly in the ointment no, if this run maybe. defense plays a little better but i believe in the run scheme i believe in kenny walker and we'll move on to Sunday. Ken, as he likes to be known. Yeah. Um, Antoine Winfield Jr. is worth keeping an eye on. Have you gotten a report one way or the other or feel one way or the other? If you I don't think – I think the concussion still keeps him out. Okay. That's huge. That's And that's uh, Giorgio, our friend Giorgio points out, has Seattle faced a good quarterback all season? Are we sure Brady's a good quarterback right now? <laughs> like, and, and nothing against him, but the, the lack of uh, continuity with the receivers. He hasn't looked like a good – quarterback for big chunks of these games yeah the answer to has seattle faced a good quarterback all season is have has seattle played the bills or the or the uh, chiefs yeah. no they have not so no they have not <laughs> <That's>... or, or <laughs> kirk, yeah. kirk cousins with the chain like it's different now playing kirk cousins Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let's move on to jacksonville at kc one of the aforementioned good quarterbacks um big like, still young big like, yeah Talking Trevor? Talking Mahomes, obviously. Your new favorite for MVP. Um, I'll get your take on that in a second. But this is now a nine and a half point spread. This is a big old number for a team in the Chiefs that didn't look great against the Titans. Got to win anyway. Um, taking on a frisky Jaguars team that was staring certain defeat in the face against the Las Vegas Raiders managed to fight their way out of it, claw their way out of it. This Jaguars defense, though, there were some broken plays against the Raiders that were just, wow, what were they doing? That was awful. If up against an Andy Reid schemed offense, that is going to be a problem. Uh, so Chiefs getting into the 30s here feels like a very realistic expectation, at which point the total at 50 and a half seems a little bit low. I think the Jaguars can get a little bit going here. I like what you're seeing with their balanced offense lately. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been able to step it up and kind of really shine against some some tough tests this year. He just has let down against some of the worst teams. So weird, weird kind of roller coaster year from Mister from Mister Lawrence. But um, I played this over. Not my favorite look on the card. One of the last ads here for me as I was kind of rounding up what I was going to bet and. Um, you know, I just because I made this 51 and a half, I bet 50 and a half to the over. Yeah, I didn't have a strong take either way. I did view this as a 
Um, there's a lot of scenarios where um, this total will be too low in game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jaguars jumping out to a lead, the game being low scoring and competitive in the first half. Both of those probably lend themselves to some nice second half over spots. So I'm looking, I'm looking at this game as a live trader, but I've, yeah, not a lot of strong convictions on this one. Uh, the, the Jags did what they did, but they're not the first team to do that against the Raiders. There's not, uh, you know, the, the Raiders seem to have this weird inability to adjust and cough up these games or turning into a, they're turning into the chargers of old, I guess, where they're just coughing up these big leads. And the fact that the, I mean, both, both parts of that game have me concerned about the Jags, like how bad they looked in the first half <clears throat> against Devante. Like that's a problem. And I know it's not the same chiefs offense, but there's some people that can, they can do just what they did. They're getting some stuff out of, you know, all of their receivers. It's just not the same as what they were doing with uh, Tyreek and Kelsey still got obviously. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I struggled to see how the Jaguars stay competitive in this one, but at the same time, the sprint's too big according to my, how do you make the, like, how do you power rank this team? Like what, what's Jags. your actual, what's your spread on this? Mine's nine. Uh, seven and a half. Not a huge difference. Yeah. So it's, it's anything over seven is, yeah, like you said, probably not a huge difference, but I just, I, I want no part of this. Yeah. I'm not giving a, a Chiefs a ton of home field advantage, really. Maybe that's my, maybe that's part of the reason I'm a little on the low side. Um, but yeah, again, like if I was to take a specific opinion about what's going to happen here, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely shred this trash defense um i don't know did you see any of the busted plays that i'm talking about yeah that's what but, i'm worried about like this first half could be gross yeah 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 okay um i think the overs the look weak conviction do you think mahomes ever looks back from being the mvp favorite yeah, I mean, he's had a couple games this year where they haven't been great. I, I think we have a fun three-way contest all the way to the end. Okay, really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-uh. You know, it's funny how, like, Patrick Mahomes' MVP chances are probably dictated by his defense. If he puts him in situations where he needs to run up the, run up the stats a little, that helps yeah. him. It's going to be a crisp 40 in KC with five mile an hour wins, if you were wondering. Nice football weather, baby. Uh, Houston at the New York Giants Meadowlands uh, in November can be a tough place to play. Wind can affect things. Uh, thankfully, the New York Giants have a ground-based attack that is going up against a team that cannot defend the run. Two weeks to prepare for the Texas defense is... 13 days too many for Brian Dable. <laughs> he can get it done in one day. I think this is Sack Barkley explosivo and um, Texans with the opportunity to score some garbage time points against the Giants team that's missing a couple of pieces all of a sudden in the secondary. I'm not sure if you saw Xavier McKinney hurt his hand in Cabo on the bye. He matters. Yeah, boat trip two. <laughs> he matters. Yeah. Boat trip two, electric boogaloo. Um, yeah. McKinney is going to miss several weeks. Um, they also put a cornerback on IR who was getting some meaningful snaps. Um, who is it? 
I'm lost track of my notes here. But uh, yeah, you're down to uh, a secondary that features a Dory Jackson and a bunch of guys. A, a player named Dane Belton will be your starting strong safety. Julian Love will be your starting free safety. There's going to be a Fabian Moreau sighting. Julian Love is in the chat. There's a lot of hearts right now. And uh, Darnay Holmes. So yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a rough secondary. Um, and I think, you know, Mills, if he has any kind of help from his wide receiver room, is going to be able to put up some garbage points here, which means 40 and a half, probably not going to be under that much pressure, I don't think. This is going to, you know, this is going to tick over somewhat early in my mind. I don't see this as a defensive game whatsoever. Um, Texans... If as long as they can get some sort of pass pro, they're gonna they're gonna answer here. And again, Giants and Saquon Barkley probably ought to be your solid favorite for rushing leader of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna look at some Saquon props. I have some Giants. I have a bad number in the Giants. If if uh, Nico and Cooks play, maybe they can do something through the air. I don't know. I'd 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 make them try. You know, we talk about the Texans being a bad rush defense. The Giants are kind of a bad rush defense, too. They're improving, but I think both running backs have a good game. One way or the other, the leading rusher might come out of this game. It might not yeah. be Saquon. Um, but if I were if I were Dable and I had time to prep and I watched last Thursday's game, I would be very I'm much drooling. focused. <laughs> I'd be very much focused on stopping him, saying make Davis Mills throw it to these oh wide receivers that haven't played much that we don't have, you know, there's not a lot of continuity with right now. So yeah, good, good luck to the, good luck to the Texans. I think this could be a giants, but I hope it's a giants blowout. I took a bad number here. I don't. Yeah. What do you make of that? Who bet the Texans and why? Uh, Chernoff did. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He oh. has market. There's enough people in his telegram channel where the market will jump a little when he makes oh, a play, but That's um, what he, that he was, made some good cases. Oh, what was the what was the what I mean was the, the, the uh... cases the cases the Giants probably shouldn't be laying big points against anybody. They're not that good of a team. They're a little fraudulent, and their defense could be could be exposed a little against the run here as well. But mm. I don't know. I played I it think, anyway. I think the Giants are a bet on for like a couple of weeks here. Yeah, this looks like because the Giants are they're well coached. Daniel Jones, I think can take a lot of positives out of the way he played over the first half of the season. Um, they struggled last time out against the Seattle Seahawks, but that was an awful, awful travel spot for them. Uh, they had a lot of travel in the first half of their schedule. They went to London, didn't get a buy out of that. Uh, I think that team was kind of ground down a little bit, but still managed to pop, you know, put together some impressive wins. The, uh, the Ravens and Jaguars in particular, um, they come out of their bye. They get Texans, Lions back to back here. This could be an eight and two team. I think that's realistic expectation for these guys. Eight and two Giants. Can you imagine? Like it's it's they are eight. They're and then, and touchdown then favorites sell. this week. And then what's next week? Next week is what's the look ahead there? Four. So Four. yeah, <laughs> likely winning winners two weeks in a row here to go eight and two. Uh, the game after that is of course against the Dallas Cowboys uh, on a Thursday. Um, that would be Thanksgiving. <laughs> eight and two versus eight and two on Thanksgiving. Happy That kind of writes itself. That sells itself, Andy. That's a good so, game. What do you think that number is going to be? Make a, make a total for me there. Dallas hosts the Giants on Thanksgiving. Field goal. 
You think? If they're eight and two, if they're eight and two, it probably gets back down to it. I would open that four and a half. Okay. Okay. What would you What would you make it? I'm uh, more like a six. I think, I think it. I think they'd be think worried it's going to get. It's going to get bet down though. I think there's still a pretty big gap in power numbers between Dallas and the Giants. My power number for Dallas is almost. It's getting to like good, almost elite territory here. I. I I'm I agree. I'm just saying. I think it's four and a half because I think there's you're going to see Giants money. I don't know. Yeah. Dallas is such a public team too. Maybe I'm wrong there. So four and a half is where I'm at. <sighs> I'm excited now. I hope Dallas wins and Giants win now. Uh, next couple of weeks, that's going to be a fun game. I want something fun on Thanksgiving because Bills without Josh Allen against the Lions ain't getting ain't getting me out of bed. Uh, Mac Jones Kirk, against uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins and also. Mac Jones and the <laughs> also, ultimate, uh, a rough one. generic white guy off. It's a rough one. I'm going to be in Hawaii though, so I can sleep in for the first game. Um, I'll be oh, wide awake, wide open for you. My wife has to work week. Friday. So oh, I might, uh, you might be laying off, like, laying off the sauce. It, well, it's hard to ditch your family on Thanksgiving, but I might just uh, try. <laughs> Go drink. Go act like I'm 22 again. Go drink with my buddies all weekend. Oh, that's fun. After a family Thanksgiving, I still cook. <laughs> I might try to make a Wellington again. God, that was fun. All right. Yeah. Steelers Saints pass. Is this the shower fart of the week? This is the shower fart, guys. Um, I yeah, think USA it is. England on Friday. This is a rough one. Uh, the Saints, just real quick, the Saints offense really came down to earth against a good opponent who had time to prep. And they looked bad, and honestly, they probably shouldn't have gotten that last touchdown. That was a a gaff, an absolute gaff on their part to let Juwan score on that play. That could have been a field goal drive there. We probably shouldn't have had to sweat the under, nor the second half as much as we did. Uh, the offense looked real rough. I know Kamara was playing with a bit of heavy heart, and we're missing every wide receiver who matters. But it's still probably more of the same. TJ Watt may be playing. I'm hearing you know, little inklings of possibility he's coming back. The Steelers team is you know, probably out of it at this point. Six losses already. You're well behind in the division. Not the kind of team that gives up. That's not a Tom. That's not the Tomlin way, but so like Steelers money line or nothing. So we're on to Chicago. Yeah, no strong opinion either. Either I agree with all your takes. There. <laughs> this is the, this is the correct take. Why on earth would Watt come back? He's a know, sick man. person. <clears throat> the kind of people who play football, their brains aren't right. <laughs> Real I quick mean, on before the they play football and then afterwards. Uh, who's uh, who's quarterback here for New Orleans? Dalton for sure. I, th- I think it's. It, I'm assuming it's still I Dalton. Hate that this is all up in the air. Questions of some of these teams. Okay, all right. Um, don't look. Yeah, and the, 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 it may be a decent teaser. A couple of people asking about teaser legs at plus one and a half at home with a super low total. It's a great teaser leg, but they also have a quarterback who is very prone to throwing bad interceptions. So I'm is probably it Trubisky or Pickett? Me. Trubisky, right? I I think Pickett's starting. It's Pickett. I thought he was hurt for like extended time. See, this is this is this is the, the information this on what, these shit games, man. Well, this is what happens when they go on by. But yeah, hey, I, I'm almost sure Pickett's ready to go. Okay. All right. Well, if you get the confirmation, by all means, tell me. It's Papa says Kenny. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's Kenny and Andy. All right. So that's why you, that's why I skipped this game. I didn't even really try to figure out who these players were, who was going to be the starting quarterbacks. Yeah, and Trubisky. Might be. Honestly, Trubisky's better. 
Uh, Detroit, Jalen, Chicago. Jalen Warren overs. That's a nice look. Randy Ooh. Mitchell, prop guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, oh, prop guy. We got a prop guy here. Brady, um, yeah, yeah, thank he's you. Right. Like, there, there's very strong indicators that they're going yeah. away from their, their, uh, their first-round pick. From Harris Warrior. is hitting the – hit the pine. Um, Detroit versus Chicago. Uh, preseason, this would I would have been a pretty solid guess as the shower fart game of the week, but – Probably going to be fun watch. Fun. <laughs> this is going to be a fun hang. The Bears might not. The Bears might not win that many more games. They actually have like four games in a row where they're very winnable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I worry about my season win total unders. At the same time, it'll be funny to see GRP lose. But um, the Bears are fun now. And it's because they've just given in to the square peg round hole fallacy. That's not even a thing. I made that up. But, like, these teams just force, hey, this is how we got to play football. It's because how everyone else plays football. They just said the last few weeks, hell with it. Just do what we're good at. If we end up with a quarterback that has 200 yards rushing, like, that means we had a good game. And if they're just going to do that against bad defenses, it's going to be fun. Last week was not just fun because we had the over. It was fun because it was fun. And I think that's what we have now. The Bears are at home against probably a worse defense than they faced last week. Oh, probably? I don't know. I've been downgrading Miami pretty hard. Like Miami between the injuries and like Miami has taken a real tumble in my defensive rankings. But the Lions, yes, the Lions are a worse defense. The Bears should be able to do all the things they've been doing for several weeks. And yes, the Lions have struggled um, on offense. But they, they were in a weird game last week where they didn't have to score a lot because Green Bay just kept turning it over and giving them uh, giving them the ball via touchbacks. Mm-hmm. So that, that yeah, kind of a two-parter there. Green Bay sucks. And they still move the ball. And th- you, you can't throw a red zone interception without getting to the red zone three times or throw three of them. So Green Bay, as bad as they've looked, they move the shit out of the ball on this Detroit team. Uh, Chicago's going to do that. And at the same time, Detroit, uh, the week before they put up 27, Detroit can get going against a bad defense. And this Bears defense, after losing several players to trades, is a bad defense. These are two bad defenses. We just need the Lions to be semi-fun here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um... So we bet over 48 on Sunday. Uh, this market uh, move has said basically the same things. Uh, these are two frisky offenses against two uh, undermatched defenses. Although, <clears throat> I mean, shoot, man, we're throwing dirt on the Lions defense. See, they had the player of the week last week. Did you catch his name? <laughs> the, the craziest part is the player, player of the week on a Lions team that's garbage. And the offensive player of the week on a team that lost. Yeah. In in yeah. Uh, in the Bears. We're, we're, he, he earned it though. Uh, he did Kirby, it. his name is Kirby Joseph. He is apparently the starting free safety for the Lions right now. Um, because of his two picks and his past defense against Aaron Rodgers, he was your defensive player of the week in the NFC last week. Thanks, um, Aaron. Aaron, yeah, yeah. Aaron used to get guys awards by throwing him the ball. Ask Devontae Adams, and he's still doing it. What a leader. Uh, I presume um, Seth Livingston here. Huge Detroit trench advantage on offense. Yes, that is the – if there was one shining example of something Detroit does well, they have a good offensive line. Yeah. 
Uh, so the fact that they've lost pass rushers, they've lost Roquan, and you're facing an actual decent offensive line, I think Goff has time to operate in this one. Here's a prediction for this game. You ready? Yes. Someone takes a three-score lead, and the game ends as a one-score margin. I, yeah. <laughs> that feels like it feels like where we're going here. Uh, this be, this is looks like one-way traffic for Lions or Bears, and then ultimately it's a oh game decided by a field goal. Yeah, um, tiny hands golf outside in Chicago. Oh yeah. Worrisome. How cold is it going to be? How cold is it going to be? It's not that bad here. Been, I'm looking at 37 moderate. degrees. 10 mile an hour winds. That's not bad. Um, nice out. Tiny Fall. hands golf. I'm only worried about him in the rain outside. It's not really. even bears weather yet. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Clee, Miami. Um, I Cleveland. don't Okay. Oh, yeah. Get, you tee this one up then because I am struggling on this one. Uh, it was more of a, again, the downgrade. The downgrade for the Miami defense has been okay. pretty heavy on my end. So why not just play the over? I don't know if that's the Browns game plan here. Okay. I, I've seen, you know, Brissett and Cooper have done a little, but it does just feel like a, hey, we can probably run on this team. In fact, we have two running backs who can run on this team. And then if this pass rush looks anything like it looked against the Bengals, uh, the Miami offense is not – this is not the same as playing the Bears, even at home. The Bears' defense was very beatable. Tua wasn't even – I mean, some of his balls were kind of fluttery, and yeah. he wasn't looking that good, and they still just did what they wanted. Box score heroes, though. Yeah, this is not the same. This one might end up going over. Uh, I have this total pretty close to where it's at, but I don't think the Dolphins should be laying three and a half over a good defense. And, uh, you know, a, a team that kind of knows what they are on offense and can move the ball on them. Anyone apparently can move the ball on Miami right now. Miami is an over team, but I worry if the if the Browns really, really go run heavy, it does slow this game down a little. And I, the total probably should be somewhere between 48 and 50. So I think I think you're I don't think you're on to on to you're not on anything. You might be on to something betting this over, but I, I prefer. The no, actually, this I, one. I like the under. That was why I was asking. Really? I was that, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, the, the, the chat the loves play. the over. I think the under is the play here. Uh, I think the pass rush for the Dolphins can be impactful in this contest. Um, I think off. I think both offensive lines scare me here. Yeah. Uh, I think that the Browns' defense is a very different handicap as currently rostered compared to what we saw from them in weeks two through five. Yeah. That was a, that was jarring how well yeah. they played against Cincinnati. It was, and that was like sit up and notice. Like if that was just, Hey, they all showed up and gave you an honest effort. Well, they're coming off a of buy now. Presumably you get that again. Um, I think the market may be cold on the Browns defense prematurely. I was, I bet Cincy in that game. Yeah. It's, Weird. Jeremiah, uh, our emotion joke did didn't not play, practice. Didn't practice. Today. Um, I don't think yeah. John I, I mean, I think it's it seems absolutely ridiculous to get involved with an under in a game where Mike McDaniel is scheming because he's been on freaking he's been absolutely on fire 
like all the success you want a lot, you know, all the, all the back, you know, patting on the back you want to give to a, all the accolades you want to lump in for Tyreek Hill as offensive player of the year. Like all of it trickles out of what McDaniel is scheming in my mind. And um, that's not a great feeling going up against the Browns team that, uh, you know, certainly is vulnerable, particularly in the passing game. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I agree. I think Browns can play a little bit of keep away here. I think you're going to see a, lo- a little bit of a, um, I mean, the Browns are just one of the worst freaking red zone teams in the NFL. They're just one of the worst. And then a lot of that comes from Brissett being under pressure, not making great decisions in the red zone. And so if the Dolphins can at least flip that button, like if this is a bend but don't break both ways, and we're sitting here on Sunday and we're like, holy shit, there was thousand yards of offense but only 40 points in this game i yeah. feel like i feel like that's kind of where we're headed i know it's like did you see how many yards the packers had man <laughs> last week yeah 380 389 yeah they scored nine points like that's what happens when you turn over in the red zone um yeah. and if again if you're and if you're stefanski and you look at hey we don't have justin fields but i don't yeah, know percent Brissett can hustle a little. Brissett had, you know, he's had a few games where he's had five, six carries. He had a 43-yard game earlier in the season against the Jets in a loss. Like, I'd get him moving a little, too, because that Miami defense was not great in pursuit against Fields. Um, that would that would be the game plan. I'd put Hunt and Chubb and Brissett. I'd, I'd go full Falcons on their ass. I, I get it. And I play ball, it. and like you said, ball control. Um, I'm going to be watching to see what's going on with some of the Dolphins injuries. If Xavier Howard is a go, I'm I'm really into this. If Taron How- if Teron Armstead is out, if Austin Jackson's not going, I'm really into this under. Um, I do like in general. Uh, yeah, because so, you know, there's surely uh, uh yeah, Xavier Howard. He didn't DNP today, but it was vet rest, so he may go. This may be a Howard game. Um, okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna play it. It's 49. Yeah, getting Howard Howard and Ward back on the. On the I think this should be. I think it should be like a 47 ish total. So not a huge edge for me, but I'm I'm gonna fire a little under here. We'll see. We'll see how how stupid I look. Um, let's keep moving. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are playing the Buffalo Bills, and the market has begrudgingly cratered. Begrudgingly started to admit that Allen may not go. Do you what think is this is still a – all right, so last week I bet Tennessee plus the points, and I said it's a midpoint number and I don't care. Like if he's announced out, it goes to 14 and whatever. Such is life. I'm betting it now, and that shit happened. Probably a midpoint number again, but – we're not in a spot where we're going through like 12, 13, you know, non-key numbers. Like if we, if, if we wake up on Friday and they say, Josh Allen, just, he's not ready to go. He needs to rest his elbow for a week. Does this cross three? You need some money and you need a lot of info, money, bets, influential bets, like crossing three after it's already dropped this far to a midpoint number this far in the week feels like a, I would bet on Case Keenum in that if he gave me a two and a half on, I don't know, top three backup in the league, a guy who started, a guy who's won playoff games, 
a guy with plenty of weapons on a good team against a, probably a fraudulent Vikings team who should have lost to maybe Washington. And yes, I know the referee gave him a little help there at the end, but uh, it's not like that was a, it was not like a dominant performance in any of the wins Minnesota's had. So I don't know. Do you think this crosses three? First of all, if it's announced, it's Case Keenum. Do we go to two and a half, two? Yes. Okay. I mean, it, it's, it seems like it, it's, even though it's hard to cross, it's sitting at a midpoint. It's, it's got to go somewhere. It was 50 50 this morning. It's looking to me like 75 25 right now. Um, my fare for this game with Case Keenum, I make the Bills. 53 and a half percent win probability. My fair with Josh Allen in this game, I'm at 78 and a half percent. So anything in that 60 range, I, I think is a middling, uh, middle shot. Yeah. They're, they're, they're letting the market tell them one way or the other. Um, with the Herbert Jacksonville game that crossed three on a, on an assumption, right? Yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't be, I don't think this is, I don't think the market's holding this up if it seems in any way likely that he's not gone. Um, we talked about this a little on uh, Monday halftime show, I think. Uh, if I'm the Bills, my outlook on the season is I want Josh Allen to be 100% in peaking on January 29th whatever day the NF- AFC championship game is. Yeah. I want him peaking on that day. Uh, whatever arc gets me there uh, is my best course of action. And if that means resting him for the remainder of November, then so be it. So I think strategically as a franchise, giving him an opportunity to get his elbow feeling good makes the most sense. Um, you can work through some of your other offensive issues in the meantime with Case Keenum. I, you know, realistically, you, you're not you're not where you want to be offensively right now. Anyway, if you're the Bills, it's been all one dimensional. It's been all Josh Allen. If he's gone for a couple of weeks and some other guys step up and kind of take on some leadership roles here and start doing some shit, and it's not just standing around and watch Josh Allen, I think you're going to be a more complete team in the playoffs, and I think that's good. So I think this ultimately is a good thing for the Bills achieving their ultimate goals for the season um, if they give him a couple weeks off. And I think the schedule breaks for that if they get Miami this week, excuse me, Minnesota this week, um, Cleveland next week, and uh, Detroit the following week. You have two out-of-conference opponents in this three-week stretch. If you drop a couple of those games, not really going to change your ultimate outcome here. You don't want to be just ditch, you know, throwing games for the hell of it. But, you know, if you go – one and two during this stretch and you have a four loss, you know, you're sitting with four losses. You still control your own destiny if you win out in the AFC East. So uh, I think realistically, this is a good opportunity for them to rest Allen and get him right. I'm surprised um, Kevin O'Connell didn't win the Powerball. Talk about like, oh, hey, Miami's in town. Well, you don't have to face Tua. Oh, you got to go to Buffalo. Yeah, it's going to be the one game Josh Allen misses in like three years. Like, what is going on, what is going on with the, the Minnesota Vikings and their luck? It's it um, is. I, I'm, still, I'm still 50-50 Allen starts. I think it's the wrong move if he does. I think this is like Drew yeah. says, it's, it's almost NBA at this point. Hey, we're going to be in the playoffs, guys. We don't need this one. It would be great, but it's a non-conference game. 
at home, I think you still you can still put Keenum out there and feel. I mean, I have Keenum at like fifty five percent. I would bet again. I would bet Keenum at like two and a half. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, weather I might. I don't weather know. We'll potentially see. an issue here. Uh, you got a dome team heading outside. Vikings are on. We might be frauds watch every week. Um, and I think <laughs> uh, we got to try to track down the Bills injury report here to see if some of those defensive players are coming back because that's really been kind of the name of the game here for the Bills on the defensive side of the ball. Guys yeah, like Milano, Milano practice, that's good. Milano, what about what's your read on Poyer? You think he goes? I don't think so. <sighs> How about Vaughn? He was just a vet rest. Okay. How yeah, about – uh, Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis, Kyer Elam, three. Their three starting cornerbacks all, uh, all limited in practice. Um, what's uh, so? Trey White presumably should take a step forward in terms of his ability to. Yeah, I, I don't have a read on that. That would be awesome if he was um, back. If you're the Bills, but yeah, Poyer seems unlikely. Yeah, everything else seems likely, and then White, no read. Okay. Um, okay. Well, if the, if the Bills' defense is so I, anyway, I, I'll cut to the chase. I played the shit out of the under here, um, speculating that Josh Allen misses and also that there may be some weather and that you might get some good news on the defensive side of the football for both these teams from an injury standpoint. This could be um, a pretty, pretty, you know, pretty sloppy, pretty ugly. Uh, and even, you know, let's just pretend that the Josh Allen goes. Bill's running out a vanilla game plan keeping him in a pocket and not asking him to throw down the field and trying to get in and out of this game without exposing him to risk of injury. Obviously that's plan a. Uh, so anyway, uh, under the was golden sombrero bowl. As would teams you... have both lost <laughs> four Super Bowls each. Whoa. and four, and four each. Oh man. You know that this is also potentially the little, uh, little Minneapolis miracle reunion. Yeah. This is a uh, Keenum's Keenum's to digs. And I'm, I'm yelling, get out of bounds, Diggs. And then I'm like, no, run, Diggs. And this is crazy. And I'm drunk and people are throwing beers around. It got the, got real weird after that game. That was a fun game for anyone who watched it, obviously. And we'll speak more about the Vikings as we get closer to uh, closer to finally popping their fraud bubble. Denver, Tennessee. I played a little on this under before it dropped. Just because I've been doing that for weeks and weeks, I can't recommend anyone plays it this low. But this, this is very, very this low. is this yeah. is Big Ten. Um, Iowa's on their third string quarterback, and they weren't good to begin with. And they're going up against whoever is the worst team out of like the East, like you know, an Indiana team the year after they graduate the good running back, and the totals that thirty three and dropping. <laughs> this is wild. It's not even bad wet. Like the weather's supposed to be pretty decent. I checked. Uh, I yeah. This is crazy that we have a total. This is a preseason total. Um. So yeah, I I had some thirty nine. Congrats to me. I guess I can't really tell you to do much with this. I, I even at this spot, I can't recommend playing it over. No, there's a um, very thick tail to this game, ending up with both teams in the teens. Yeah. Uh. Would you get involved with a live under if you get through the scripted portion and there's modest success for these teams? Yeah, I, I don't mind live betting a uh, game like this. The Broncos' defense is super legit, and uh, no chub doesn't spook you. 
No, not really. The rest of the team has been fine. What about the uh, – somebody's been hurt. Let me find out what the deal is because, again, we got teams coming off of buys here. Forget yeah. what the hell's going on. Baron Browning, is he going to go? We'll live. Okay. All right. Um, and the but Titans cause, yeah, cause don't the big trust Achilles, Derek the big, Henry. Right. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. They but, yeah. didn't the, use him, and and this, this Titans offense didn't do – diddly jack shit in the second half part of the reason though also is that the titans offensive line fucking sucks yeah oh they suck um yeah nobody's more mad about uh not getting to play this game than bradley chubb he gets to play for (laughs) a different team though yeah he'll be fine i think he'll be fine um yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't know what to make of this game or the Broncos at all. The fact that they were on and by was kind of a, a sigh of relief of having to even think about them. So uh, skip this the one. O- offense looked a little lively in the second half in London, but yeah, I, I think they're live to win this game. Titans aren't that good. I, yeah, I, I, I didn't watch that London game, and I have been, enjoyed a couple of weeks now with, with the Broncos not in my life. Yeah, no TikToks. It's been nice. It's been nice. Broncos um, country that's right. Oh, God. That's been an absolute... That, among the worst things this year, storyline-wise, just all the all the rust stuff. I hate it. Hate them. Hate it. I'd re- yeah, I'd get out of my... Get... I'd rather have a midterm election every week than <laughs> rust, rust doing it. Hard, hard disagree. <laughs> that's been rough. That's been rough. Um, it's easy out in California. Yeah, thank God the crypto... Uh, crypto bubble bursting, um, well, uh, maybe a off quick the news cycle um, let's, let's give tennessee a quick bump though here um congratulations to the inhabitants of the state of tennessee for most of you 20 percent of you i don't know what you were doing but 80 percent of you voted to outlaw slavery I see this. This uh, that was props. That, that Good was job, the most, Tennessee. The most, uh, I didn't think the most jarring headline wasn't going to be one of the Senate races, um, but yeah, Tennessee. Good job. Twenty percent of you looking at you guys. Oregon, Oregon <laughs> was close too. Oregon was like fifty-five, forty-five. Like uh, I don't know what's going on in the world anymore. Oh my god. Um... <laughs> In, in, okay. In an even uh, weirder situation, the Indianapolis Colts will have some guy calling plays for them this week. Yeah. Uh, I almost feel like I can't even talk about this game because I'm just like, what the hell is going on? I bet some under 18 on the team total. Just I think that's the secret pod player, clearly. Yeah, I... I it, I know the Raiders have been really bad in the second half and the Raiders defense can be scored upon, but this could be the most slapped together vanilla offensive game plan that we've seen in quite a while starring Sam Ellinger. And I mean, just key in on JT and mm-hmm. say, I guess Ellinger, you've been bad. Now do it with an offensive coordinator that no one's really met before. You know what this? You know what's happening here. You know when a a player gets traded at the deadline on offense, and they're like, "We're going to have a limited package for him," because you know it's going to take him a little while to learn the playbook. Well, that's happening now with the entire coaching staff. They have to learn the playbook on a short week. 
with the with the I keep saying rookie quarterback. I know Ellinger's in year two, but dude has two starts, two starts, two starts in his career. He didn't he, he didn't attempt to pass last year, even any of the mop of duty he had. He didn't attempt to pass. This guy is effectively a rookie. He's on the road. He's up against a team that's trying. I, I I am just absolutely baffled why this didn't move a field goal. I don't understand. This should be a 10-point game. The Colts are an absolute joke. I don't know if they're even trying to win. I don't know if they know if they're I trying to win. I wouldn't. I don't know if the like the players in the locker room have to be looking at each other like, what the fuck is happening? What did we get ourselves <laughs> what, what What has happened here? Like, sometimes you fire a coach and the team rallies around some leader in the locker room and plays hard. Uh, looking at like Derek Carr last year leading the Raiders to the yeah. playoffs after they they fired Chucky, like there are certain spots and certain like sports where a team fires a toxic coach or manager, and I'm like first guy in line betting that team in the next game. Like here comes the bounce. Like everybody, you know, wake up, wake up, call for that team. Here we go. This is not that at all the way that I, I, and I, see I this. just can't bet the Raiders. Like it's so hard to bet a team that just has coughed up leads to bad teams. Randy might be onto something. If you I know you know limits are lower for this sort of stuff, but Eagles minus 10 versus this team next week. That might be 14 when it closes. The Eagles getting Jeff Saturday on the schedule makes too much sense to Sam. It absolutely that's the name of the that's been the the story of their season. Uh, them and the Vikings just walking under like sun running, sun running, as we like to call it. Um, I, I, I matchup wise, um, even if this was a Frank Reich rolling out there, I'm still kind of into the Raiders here because you have a good pass rush against the Colts team. team it's not a good pass, pass rush for sacks, though. They don't finish. They get pressure, but they don't finish. So I think that's kind of a key they got to be hopefully working on. But even if you're not finishing, if you're getting a lot of pressure on this young quarterback, it might not matter if he's on the ground. He might, it might be even better as he's throwing it into the arms of a waiting linebacker instead. And the Um, Colts offensive line is, it's a great matchup for them. If they don't get three or four sacks, I'm going to be very mad. It's an offensive line that's underperformed uh, to a high degree compared to where we thought it could be at the beginning of the year. Max Crosby should have 12 pressures. <laughs> Minimum. I like it, man. Um, yeah, secret pot play. I, We're calling it early. T- team total yeah, under 18, let's do it. 17 and anything 17 and a half or better. Uh, Saturday has also said he doesn't believe in any of the analytics, um, which, you know, I, I'm not here to debate that. I, sometimes there is spots where you should kick the field goal, even if it's 50-50 or better. But, like, he's just said, I work hard for points. I'm an offensive lineman. I'm going to take the points when I can get them because they're free. No one's ever missed a field goal. Um, Real quick, I just had to look it up. That was why I was being quiet. <clears throat> uh, speaking of turning pressures into sacks. Yeah. Uh, Sam Elnger did it at a 90% clip last week. He conceded eight sacks on nine pressures. Well, if there was ever a get right spot <laughs> for a defense, then I forgot he got sacked so many times. That was a yeah. That was a good yeah. scheme against him too, and that's why our your sack leaders on that team. Okay. All right. Well. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's let's keep moving here. The um. This I, one's I, tough I, to talk about too. I bet this on yeah. Sunday. If you joined us on Sunday and you you came along with us on Arizona, mm-hmm. congrats. 
both quarterbacks are hurt in this one. Potentially a shower fart game of the week number three. Yeah, this, after Denver, Tennessee, and Arizona <laughs> Rams, man. This could oh, be yes. John Wolford um, versus who is the backup in Arizona? I should know this because I bet the Cardinals today. Uh, <laughs> and then I saw the Daniel McCoy. Oh, Colt McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's his right. Daniel Colt McCoy. Um, see, unlike him. Brian Hoyer, Daniel Colt McCoy made the correct decision about going with a nickname, whereas Axel Brian Hoyer did not. <laughs> so what was Axel Brian Hoyer's other name? He had two cool names, and then Brian was it's the like, worst of it's them. Like, it's like Axel Brian Covington, Lord Fartington, the third <laughs> Hoyer. Yeah, he had a couple cool names, and he went with Brian. His dad's name Life is Axel Brian. Hoyer, by the way. John, um, my brain immediately yelled, John Skelton. God, I hope it's not John Skelton. Axel uh, Edward Brian Hoyer. Eddie, Axel Eddie. Eddie Hoyer. Axel Eddie too. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I. Don't love the idea of Colt McCoy surprise sighting here, but I do love the idea of betting against a Rams team that is terrible and is being <laughs> and is and is being rated like they're still league average, let alone league. The, the The Rams are being rated like they're in the lower quartile of the third quartile, Andy. And this team, I have news for you, is in the upper quartile of the bottom quartile. Uh, and I would sell you that the Cardinals clearly in the upper quartile of the third quartile. So why the Cardinals are dogs in this game, I cannot understand it. I bet the plus three, it's down to one and a half. I would stay away at this point, at this price point, but um, not expecting Stafford to go. I would like an investigation as to when exactly he was concussed and whether this is hiding some other injury that may be going on, presumably with his elbow, Um, but... All yeah, that he, aside. Went in, he went into protocol Tuesday, I guess. Okay. And we're just hearing about it today. So <laughs> Did he hit his head on the MRI machine as he was getting his elbow MRI? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing? Um, okay. Yeah, well, this price, this is very hard to bet into this game right now. If you're, if you're just diving into this now, very hard to bet into this game. Currently, with the number moving so much past the three, and then also, you're putting yourself at risk of it being a Colt McCoy bet, you know, I've, we've made our bet. At least we got a good number. You know, if, if it's Colt McCoy, I said, well, at least I got four, you know, if, if you were to take a plus one and a half or money line here, it would be, it would hurt that much more if Colt McCoy ended up starting. I don't think I'm worried about Kyler Murray starting uh, or not. I'm a little worried that he's hampered and doesn't, and isn't able to scamper. You can't scamper if you're hampered. Scamper hamper. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of surprise injuries in this one. Ah, just out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I think the Cardinals is going to win, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I wish I had bet this game. I bet this game because I knew the number was going to move, and I now regret it. So I'll probably – I may shoot for the middle here. But uh, Cardinals, John Wolford, though. Cardinals are on my card. Um, yikes, man. This Rams team won the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, there's a lot of uh, comeuppance about this year's NFL, you know, just, just in general, like, it's like, uh, 80, like 80% like, comeuppance, right? It now. is, it is, it is, uh, the whole, everything about Brady's life feels like, you know, deal with the devil sort of come, you know, you know, payment well, then, come but due. But then there's other teams um, like the Eagles and Vikings and it's just all, 
Yeah. Um, Falcons can't not cover. <laughs> like the Falcons um, are covering machines. Fortuitousness. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a big huh. year for comeuppance. Um, <laughs> let's keep moving. Comeuppance uh, for a long time. Uh, you know who else well, has wait, suffered from question. comeuppance? What would be your fare for Wolford versus, <laughs> versus McCoy? McCoy, McCoy minus two and a half. <clears throat> McCoy has. McCoy's been decent. More. He's yeah. been decent as a backup. Wolford has been nothing. If it's um, Wolford, it should, if it's announced it's Wolford, this crosses to a, a You know what? You know what's funny is and sad is that it's not Skelton because we had that two years ago. Do you remember that week 18 surprise of Skelton V? Uh was that week 18 or was there Wolf, Wolford games? started I mean, a playoff game, dude? There was yeah, Wolford won a playoff game. Didn't he? He I beat the Seahawks. He beat Russ Wilson. Wolford won. That game, oh, yeah. and then Goff came back the next week and got his ass handed to him by uh, Rogers, and then they traded oh, Goff. Rogers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, 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 speaking of comeuppance, piece of shit leader like Aaron Rodgers is getting a healthy dose of some this year as well. I bet the Cowboys here. I did too. It's five. It's too much for a road team. But man, I've downgraded Green Bay so much, and they are injured all over the place. They, they lost, really, really they are. lost the yes. corner. They lost one of the best edge rushers in the league. They have yep. multiple receiver injuries. Yep. And they've been bad to begin with. Aaron Jones Dallas had his has, ankle x-ray last yes, week. Like Dallas has yeah. a good defense. And if you can't throw the ball and they're just able to stack it with athletic, fast linebackers and good safeties. Like, have fun running the ball against Dallas, even at home. So if you become even a little one-dimensional against this Dallas defense, good bleeping luck. Um, <laughs> a lot of this comes down to Dak has to have a good game. He can't do any of this pumpkin turning into that he does once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Charles, and real quick, too, Charles asks, who's the next head coach fired? I truthfully don't think we see one until the season's over at this point. Cliff, Cliff just isn't a risk to be fired midseason. Dude, there's and eight ev- guys. There's eight guys on watch. I know, but every like six of them are first year head coaches. It's so hard to be fired as a first year head coach. And Cliff just isn't a risk with that ownership group. Like honestly, the the only guy that could be like he would have to lose the locker room and they'd have to have some jarring losses would be Dan Campbell. So many of the other coaches that are like would be on risk our first year guys and it's just it, it's a bad you know look. who uh you know who's a sneaky candidate jeff saturday <laughs> because the players might just be like you know what we're not going back out there i don't know or say don't give a shit or say says something it's happening all right we'll see man also they're not gonna um, list him nobody's listing him you can't bet on that you have to right. ask someone to put that up. I'll talk to Dave Mason. <laughs> um, I, I truthfully think I, I truthfully think the next head coach that gets fired are is going to be on Black Monday. Okay, and, I, and it, I, it, I, it might be a first I, year I guy. A strong. It, yeah, it might be Hackett. It might be yeah. Lovey. It, it might be a yeah. first year guy, but it, it's not till when the season's over. Yeah, I have uh, I have Staley on watch right now. I have McDaniel's on know watch. Lovey's name. I have Lovey on watch. <laughs> I have uh, McDaniel's on watch. Did I already say him twice? Or Hackett McDaniel? The three Hackett's of the, McDaniels, three of the AFC Lovey. West 
coaches yeah. are on watch. Uh, Todd Bowles is on watch if Brady decides he doesn't want him there anymore. Um, Dennis Allen is on watch. Um, Steve Wilkes is not getting that job, but uh, that's more of a just interim taking away the title. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera is on watch if there's a new ownership group in Washington. Um, Dan that was, Campbell, uh, somebody you asked mentioned. me about Ron, Ron Rivera today. I said, <clears throat> I'm not even 100% sure Dan Dan Snyder can tell you what their record is right now. That guy has <laughs> other things going on. Like, he's not worried about the head coaching slot. He's worried about if he has to sell the team or go to jail or get sued or have another deposition. Like there's, there's a decent chance. Yeah. He's he busy doing public PR wars with the AG. Um, the Cliff Kingsbury round out the list, by the way, also on watch. Um, yeah. All right. <clears throat> But yeah, we bet the Cowboys uh, speak to this offense. Looks like maybe no Zeke again. He's out there, but he had a big knee brace on. I'm I'm fine with that. I know Pollard isn't a guy that you can give 30 carries in a game. Mm-hmm. You still have to cycle him out, but the other mm-hmm. guys seem to do all right. And obviously he was great in a starting role. So I, I think this offense matches up good against, like we said, a Rashawn Gary-less defense, a defense that is missing now another corner. And wasn't good to begin with. So let's go Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? I like it, man. Uh, let's go Cowboys. Um, still don't believe they're live for an NFC title, but boy, oh boy, am I going to bet a lot of them. This coming down the home stretch here. Oh, buddy. Uh, LACSF mentioned that I think Staley is on watch because he has, uh, what's the right, what's the play way to say it? He has sucked out loud. Uh, in a lot of brain worms, <laughs> he's got he's got a brain worm problem. Um, I we went on and on about it on Sunday, so I don't need to re 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 uh, hoe that row. Um, but uh, absolutely, uh, important to see some improvement here from the Chargers on the offensive side of the ball if they're going to compete for a playoff spot. Otherwise, forget about the season and forget about Staley staying long term. Niners, on the other hand, are power rated by me. And by the market, like an elite team, yet they are four and four. So they better play up to this rating, or they could find themselves very much only in contention for a wild card spot, despite the fact that the market still thinks this is the best team in the NFC West for whatever reason. Uh, um, yeah. And uh, it looks like Debo is practiced today, he's trending in. This is good. They're getting some pieces back, and the biggest part of this handicap was me looking back at um, a a bet I lost last week. I said, I think the Chargers are live to score a lot of points. Despite having to go to Palmer as the number one receiver, you have a running back that can catch the ball. You have a quarterback with a cannon arm. You should be able to scheme against this defense and score 30. They looked like garbage against a bad defense. Yes. With you know one pass rusher, no no cornerback pieces currently, and now they're going up against a good defense with a skilled coach, and they're a bad bad run defense. Not only Christian McCaffrey, but Debo. Like, can you imagine? They're going to get just DP'd by <laughs> Debo and CMC. Like, what a bad combination of two players to go up against this week when your rush defense looked like that against Tyler Algier. 
And yes, Patterson's great, but like Patterson's Debo light. So I mean, it's just giving me more. Maybe Debo's Patterson light at this point. Honestly, put some <laughs> put some respect on, on Patterson's name. But I mean, He's it's slick. it yeah. is such a bad match. Like Jimmy G might. They could do something here where Jimmy G doesn't have to throw very often. Yeah. Um, I wanted to take the Chargers in this game every which way I passed. Um, it's a lot of points. It's a like, lot of points. The principle, and this is the sad, this is how sad of a state of situation we're in with LA. The tipping point for me, no Trey Pipkins likely in this game. Yeah. Their offensive line is just. Never gotten healthy again. If you told me we would be in week 10 of the NFL season and I would be making decisions about taking seven points with the Chargers against the Niners, a preseason game that was expected to be a pick and the reason that I didn't take the seven points was because, because Trey Pipkins was unavailable, I would say something has gone horrifically wrong with this season. <laughs> this is outrageous. Um, Trey Pipkins matters because his absence means... Healthy serving of Storm Norton. Against, Apple Valley's only against Apple. Nick against Nick Bosa. I mean, at that point, I kind of want Herbert to get the night off for his own protection. Yeah. Um, don't don't love the situation. Yeah, I didn't even going talk about this O-line. pass rush versus backup backups on the end. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, it could be Sucks, a long man. Niners coming off a bye. Uh, I do, you know what? I do like a play, a, a fun way. I'm, you know how I'm going to enjoy this game? I do think that Jimmy G is going to throw a pick. Okay. Derwin James gets him. Bryce Callahan gets him. Somebody gets him in this game. I'm going to put the Jimmy G pick in my Asante Samuel Jr. Entry. Get a Jimmy G picks. Get a Jimmy G pick pick. In your prize pick. That's like the um, only thing I got right in my last week one was the uh, Andy Dalton pick. He threw a couple one got called back, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think you're right. It's still a decent secondary. He's still liable to throw some bad passes, and yeah, it, it's and people are pointing out San Fran as a teaser leg. Yeah, it's not a bad teaser leg. It's a low total. I don't see a lot of scenarios where they don't at least win this game by field goal. I'm not super keen on laying the touchdown with them. Okay. Um, I'm excited to. Pers- I would like to bet this at halftime. Um, I think the Niners are going to be a decent. Like, I'd like to have a good opportunity to bet the Niners at halftime. Is where I'm going here. Okay. Like, like if this is a, a situation <laughs> like where the Chargers, you. Chargers are up, but their offensive scheming's not. Chargers are up because Jimmy G's thrown a pick, and their offensive scheming looks trash. Uh, I would like to get involved with the Niners at that point because I don't think the Niners are going to go away from what their strength is, and I think that matches up really well against this Chargers defense. So um, overs probably in play, 45.5, but again, Chargers could get utterly skunked if uh, Herbert goes out in the third play of the game because Storm Norton has had two holds and then a complete... Turnstile, uh, turnstile, and Nick Bosa has you know taken taken Herbert out of the game, so you know that, that is entirely possible. And at which point, uh, yes, Nick Bosa and Storm Norton may have to go to jail Sunday <laughs> night for murder and accomplice too, because he's just <laughs> he's just going to abuse him. And I do worry. I like Justin Herbert. I don't want him getting hurt. But yes, I'm worried. I think Storm Norton is the worst player with NFL minutes this season. I don't know Rogers is up there. 
just from an attitude standpoint, attitude <laughs> attitude is contagious, guys. Yeah. You know those posters where it's like all black around the edge, and there's a picture of something, and then mm-hmm. there's the words, and it says something. attitude is contagious. Yeah, he's a cancer that took down an entire franchise. That's impressive. Um, that he's was patient a, zero. This was a thirteen win team multiple years in a row, and he completely destroyed it from within. Um, all right, that's enough. Uh, throwing dirt on Aaron Rodgers, but, uh, <laughs> it's fun. Though, isn't it is it? fun. It is. Oh, Casey Brown's a safety. Yes, Jimmy G has like three safeties this year, so it's not the dumbest look. I like it. A lot of prop talk today, you guys. I good love job, you guys. guys. Um, you know who else is a good second half bet, by the way? Freaking that Atlanta Hawks, man. Oh, what are they doing in the fourth quarter? Never mind. Take it all never back. Never mind. Never mind. Oh my god, what did they do? What are they doing? Um, wild NBA action up and down the card tonight. I did uh, not get a chance to bet any NBA props. So um, it was a weird day because everybody got the day off yesterday, and that tends to throw leather, a Leatherwood would like, yeah, Leatherwood has not turned out to be. Has he um, played a snap in the NFL this season? I think he's I don't think he has. He, he's had to jump in a little. I thought he was on the Bears, right? I think I thought the Bears basically picked him up and then put him right on IR. Has he taken a snap? I thought he had to play a little earlier in the season. Let me see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's. Oh, see. you're. I mean, so he he got he got put on the IR and then they activated him like a couple weeks ago. I thought he had oh, to step okay. in a little. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But uh, for where he was drafted, very big disappointment. <laughs> yes, I would say so too. Um, a lot of a lot, a lot of those rumors oh, were before uh, you. So we we since we are Henry Ruggs also did not take a snap this season. Yeah, good. Sorry. This is the time of the game where we uh, where we come up with a team total, but we already came up with it, so I will give a book recommendation. How Not to Be Wrong, The Power of Mathematical Thinking. I've only read the intro, so I can't really recommend it yet, but I found this in my pile of books, and I never read it. So I'm going to save up all my reading for when the FTX book by Michael Lewis comes out. <sighs> but I like that. Good. I like that. That's a good rec. Send me the... It's a good, send me a it's, uh, the New York yeah, Times bestseller. Me, you can't see it because it's yellow. Send me a brief uh, a brief review. I'm excited to read that. Jordan Ellenberg, math guy. I like these math professors. It's, great books. It, it, it's sort of the, it's a lot of the thinking probabilistically. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Like probabilistic like thinking, using math and in, in decision making, that sort of stuff. We'll see where it goes. <sighs> Somebody brought up the, the sad Timberwolves. My God, 20 points down to the Chris Paulus Suns tonight. Finch no, was like just no shock in that team. to win to win coach of the year before the season. I bet some of that. He's broken. They're gonna figure it out. It just takes time. We need a big turnaround for any kind of positive anything to happen with that Timberwolves team because right now they are on the outside looking in, and a team like the Jazz just continues to overachieve. I need the Jazz to regress hard, man. The this season of the NBA is a game of runs too. It is. Um, and you know who's running flipping hot is uh, Lord Markman. This guy can't freaking miss. It's unbelievable. I almost bet the Youngstown under, and they had like a 96-point second half. So. In college that's football? A, that's that's got to be a record. That's a win for me. Oh, you're talking yeah, college, college basketball. Yeah. Um, so my totals, my totals have been kind of shaky. I haven't been betting. I'm just kind of looking at them and I, I got mad at halftime cause it was pretty, it was, the first half under hit and then just all hell broke loose in the second half. So 
Ish. And uh, I do have one bet, but it's not going to be something I figure out tonight because it doesn't start for another half hour and I'll be sleeping. But I do have some Florida Gulf Coast plus five. I think you can still get a plus four at Chris right now if you want. It's been a little bit of buyback after it got down to three and a half. And with that, Maxi MIP yeah. is looking good. Two man race. Maxi and Bain. Maxi needs Harden back ASAP. That's my thoughts. No regrets. Mr. Wayne. <laughs> oh, Bane. Oh, Bane. I like that. I like that. All right. We'll let Dan let's let Dan go. He's got the second half of a an extended Law and Order SVU episode to catch. We'll see you tomorrow night for the halftime of Producer Dan's Falcons trucking of the sad sack PJ Walkers. Yeah, you gotta be a little concerned if you see PJ and Baker Mayfield chatting it up on.